You're now listening to the Garage Guys Fantasy Sports Podcast. Fantasy Sports Podcast presented by Huh? You got some extra hump in that. Drive. I got to. I got to. We're here. Good morning. Good afternoon. Whatever time it is you're listening to this. I'm holding Drip Drop. If you're not on YouTube, you just listen. Drip Drop, ORS. It was invented to treat dehydration in the most challenging circumstances. It's used by athletes, firefighters, military members, the garage guys, various NASCAR drivers and NASCAR crew members. And you, if you go to dripdrop.com and use promo code GarageGuys20 at checkout, so do that now. You know we uh, we pretty much invented the uh, the new slogan for Drip Drop. So as we like to say here, at Garage Guys, rip it and drip it. Rip it and drip it. Rip it and drip it. How many so, other ones do we have? Drip the drop. Drip the drop. Get drippy with it. Um, uh, drop it like it's hot. I think that was uh, no, that was Pharrell and Snoop Dogg. Yeah, not he's not with, us. With us yeah, very, very so much. You 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 look a lot like Snoop Dogg, actually. I mean, that's a, that's a strong compliment right there. When the pimps in the crib, ma, drop like side. When the songs, I feel you. But yeah, yeah, go get the drip though, drop. for sure. Yeah, to be honest, I think I've had like five packets because I was in the sun so much. So goodness, yeah, yeah. I uh, I had to hit me up some the other day, man. I it was uh, it's, it's always a tasty treat, very delightful lemon. Berry, watermelon, and orange. Those are the flavors. They have apple cider for when you're sick. You can heat it up. So do that. So one more time, Garage Guys 20 at checkout, dripdrop.com. Rip it and drip it. Uh, Michigan, doubleheader. I figured we'd go ahead and roll right into this thing, man. We had a, we had a good weekend. Um, didn't do so hot on the best bets on, at the Consumers Energy 400 or the, the Garage Guy nascar wild card as i've coined it now on twitter i, I finally yeah we we've talked about this you're like you need to get a card and i'm like okay i've got an idea i'm just gonna make a tweet because that's where i do like half the shit that i do anyway so i'm like yeah. I'm just gonna, yeah but but like how fitting is it that i called it the wild card awesome you always are good with the names if i ever need a name of something i just kind of call you and you tell me so I should make a Fiverr account and just be like name creator and charge $5 or no, I'd probably charge more than that. I'd say 20. You should be in charge of like naming companies and naming projects and initiatives and like stuff like that. You should do it. Marketing director. Maybe, maybe just, maybe just creative soul. That's what I'll, that's what my title will be. Yeah. You be the marketing creative soul. I'll just, I'll run the business for you. That works. It's kind of like what we do right now. (laughs) It's kind of where we're at. Um, but, uh, uh, DFS was not bad. I made a little bit of money, uh, over what I put in for both days. And, uh, we had every opportunity to strike heavy on the Sunday slate because we kind of had, um, uh, I guess you would say a guide to, of what to expect for Sunday's race. Same amount of miles. It was 400. Um, so the beauty of that is, is that at Pocono, we had a double header. The first race, I think you, you broke even, made a little bit. Second race, you bagged. Um, and I'm pretty sure you repeated. Yeah. It was a good weekend, man. I had a great Saturday, but, um, I was devastated Saturday when I checked my, I did the, 
I broke the rule. I checked my winnings on FanDuel with two laps left on Saturday, and I was up 20 grand. Yeah. And um, I watched that dwindle to, I think, 2,000. So still a great day, but. You opened up your app, and then Ricky Stenhouse's tire exploded. Exactly. Jesus Christ. Yeah. It, was, uh, it was brutal, but good thing Sunday came around and I had a huge day. It was a great weekend to be overweight on Kevin Harvard. Let's just say that. I put him in 70% of lineups on both nights. You never do 70%, man. Yeah. Well, so see, it, you're, you're breaking rules, but it, you did a good rule break. Well, it was uh, – I never passed 70%. It probably was right under. It was probably about 68 70%. So, it was right there at, at the line. But, yeah, I never go over 70%. So, yeah, I had a ton of Kevin as well. I talked about Kevin in the YouTube video. Oh, by the way, glad you're here, man. I was, I was so worried about you. Hashtag where's Drew. Dude, I love the way you cropped me in, like the side angle with Seattle, like over in the corner. Yeah. Where was I at? Got to make you pop in. Yeah. Eventually, yeah. like, I'm just going to gather a bunch of pictures of you and just randomly place them in, in videos that I do. Like, yeah. one of my favorites is, like, the one where you're, like, passed out. Yeah. Yeah. No, not yet, but maybe one day. Who knows? Better wow, watch it, pal. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you got a picture or two of me that you could probably come back at pretty strong. Yeah. I would never do that. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. We're not those kind of guys. My troll game's strong, but uh, I don't really – there's a line we don't pass, right? We don't, we don't Absolutely. Talk. Yeah, you don't want to get to that point to where it's, like, pathetic. You, you want to keep it, like, right there at, like, you know, funny level – well, funny for you. You know, it's always, yeah, yeah. it's always like the internal humor. We had a good weekend for that as well. Shout out to you like, for doing the video. I think it would have been better that you, I mean, if I would have come on that video as late as it was, it would have been a terrible thing for the, for the consumer. So I think that you doing that video solo is a contributing factor to my big day today because it helped me prepare for my rankings and, uh, like that tournament. So it was a huge weekend for me. That's right. Teamwork makes the dream work. And uh, with the bets, I will say, like, you know, obviously you're the heavy hitter with the DFS. I've been hitting pretty heavy in, uh, in best bets here as of late. Uh, we're up we're up a good bet. I don't have the exact unit count. We're still up, even though we took a hit today. But um, I went a little wild with it, man. I looked at the odds on Kevin Harvick. I think he was like plus 250. And I was just like, you know what? I want to spread my money around a little bit differently. And I think that Denny Hamlin has a real shot to win this one just because we've seen the back-to-back culture that they've portrayed all season long. And it literally came down to it. Um, The reason Denny Hamlin didn't win this race, though, I'm 100% convinced, is because my wife didn't put her spells on Denny Hamlin, but she put spells on – your lineups so shout out to caitlin for being a uh, nascar witch yeah yeah she she so she's she a, a different uh term that sounds like she's evil no 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 there's good witches and bad witches okay if i had just called her a witch that'd have been different she's a nascar witch okay um yeah. i mean i think warlock sounds worse that's kind of like a guy thing the sorcerer yeah. is evil and a wizard is good I know that I know that much for men. Well, there's some other terminology that we're forgetting that would be a good one, but a white witch. She's a NASCAR white witch. Okay, I'm good with that. that. Yeah, we'll do that. But yeah, she put spells. You got some spells today. You got your first spells, Every, dude. She's three and zero in spells right I think now. I'm still under the spell right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're awake. That's Fair crazy. Way. Because of the timing of where we are, it doesn't matter what time it is that you guys are listening to, but we're here. But um, getting back to us, doubleheader. It had, you know what? But it went a lot smoother than Pocono, and I think it's because yeah. we actually took the time to pre-plan. I got a lot of rest up 
coming into the weekend because I did pull the all-nighter, got caught a nap earlier today. Um, caught about two naps, nice. I will say. Yeah, got, got a little two naps. Fell asleep in the car. Um, but, yeah, we, we pre-planned. So, I think that I'm, re- I'm ready to attack Dover. So, we have one more, like, really good doubleheader coming up. And I know that we've uh, – we actually have a couple of doubleheaders coming up into the end of the season. Mm-hmm. So, we're going to have plenty of opportunity. I think – it's safe to say that this is our best chance for DFS to bag tourneys as the doubleheaders. Yeah, because we usually have – I think the, the, the way it's worked out both times is the first race is a little bit better for going contrarian, and the second race is usually where you just want to play the best plays because you – I mean, how many great plays were there today? I counted like 20. Oh, my God, so many, dude. I mean, if I go – if I were to go in and look right now, just pulling up the uh, – pulling up everything, I, I know that – Dude, All the big dogs were what starting like in the twenty to fifteen range. Yeah, man. Like, I mean, looking at just just going off of DraftKings, I mean, everybody was was in twenty, yeah, fifteen to twenty, basically. I'm looking at your tier one rankings right now. Um, I think the one that started the highest out of those was like Joey Logano, and then um, you had yeah, I wouldn't consider Kurt Busch a big dog, <laughs> but uh, just kind of looking over some of your rankings. Yeah, I mean, it's very safe to say that that our high price guys were, were in that area. So any of them could have struck. So we really had to take what we saw from, from Saturday and plug that in to Sunday. And the most obvious one was Kevin Harvick, um, which yeah. I wrote about. He got screwed. Blaney also showed that speed Saturday. And oh yeah. Do it again today. Kez and Kez. And I saw, I saw something interesting. Uh, Cole Pern uh, put a tweet out earlier today. Shout out to Cole Pern dog. Um, and he was like, you got to love it when a driver knows he – he didn't really use these exact words, but I'm going to say it in a garage guy way. You got to love it when a driver gets out of the car and knows he fucked up and starts looking around for something wrong when there's not anything wrong, which is yeah. basically what he said and just like taking shots at Brad Keselowski because Kez, Kez fucked up, um, and he did that really bad. Like, And I hate it for Blaney because Blaney's not the type that gets real angry. He's mm-hmm. real chill and mellow and – when they were interviewing him coming out of the care center, he was, he was just like, are you like, like who asked the, th- this is the problem with the, uh, the simp NASCAR reporters that aren't anything like us. The ones that are all like robots. You know, were you upset that your teammate wrecked you? Like, what the fuck do you think he's going to say? Yeah. Yeah. That's so stupid. Man. Like, what is this? She's like, yeah, yeah. The most polite way possible. You're trying to create drama. Like if you want to create drama, at least ask something creative. I don't know. I would have been like, what are you going to say to Brad when you see him? Yeah. No, I no. went straight in. What are you going to tell him? Yeah. Or that's that's what people want to know. You want to create drama. That's the way to do it. They should have asked him straight up. Like, if you were in a, a boxing ring with Brad right now, how, how long do you think it would take? How many have? rounds? Yeah, how many rounds could he get? <laughs> He'd have probably been like two. Yeah. And then he would have walked away. He would have, like, wiggled his mask a little bit and walked away. It was so unfortunate for him, though. It really was because most of the races that we've been talking about playing, we've been saying, like, okay, he's got one of the fastest cars, but he seems to lead the race in stages one and two and then falls off. This was actually on track to be the opposite. It was going to be he came through and was actually in the lead in stage three, and maybe he was going to turn the tide and finally win a race, and then that's when he got hit. So. Yeah, and, and he could have done it. Like I said, he was one of my best bets. I know that you had him ranked high. It's just it's, – it goes into what I, I say about him and what we've been talking about him this entire time is that he's just had the shit luck. And yeah. he constantly gets the shit luck. So it's like 
that's that's what keep that's what makes me weary of him. And like today, you know, I played him probably in about you know I played about twenty lineups today, so or I played twenty lineups on Sunday, and I probably had him in maybe about like like six or seven of yeah. my lineups. I went way heavier on Harvick. Like I said, I went probably like like at least twelve of my lineups were had Harvick in them. But um, and I played I played a lot of Hamlin. I was heavy on him, but. Yeah, I was – the reason that I did, like, I wrote about Blaney. I thought Blaney could win. I didn't know if he would be like – I, I definitely thought between him and Harvick, they were going to be the ones that could lead laps. But it just uh, – I don't know, man. I wanted to believe, and but what happened was the same thing that always happens. He is driven under a ladder. There's black cats crossing the street. I'm pretty convinced that that fox that was at the last race, it, it put spells on Blaney. And and so now that's I just figured it out. We got to call Caitlin. We and we whenever we get to a race, we're gonna get her to come and do her hocus pocus. Yeah. yeah, we need to, man. We need to get her on there. We need to get her casting spells more often. If she has this undefeated record. We'll go on NASCAR media and we'll wait until we see Blaney come up. Uh, and then when we get in the room, that's how we'll get kicked off in NASCAR media. We'll just have my wife sitting here and just like just like I would like to cast a spell on you, like and just immediately just like shot like logins just disappear probably lose the credentials before we yeah. even had them all gone yeah still got to get on that thing but uh yeah and brad too man you know i had brad to win brad had a great car saturday showed that you know he had what it took i just personally knew in my heart like hamlin was not going to go away softly so like i couldn't go all out on brad k because it's Michigan. It's his home track. And typically when guys go to their home tracks, they find a way to fuck shit up. It's just like, that's like, I don't, I don't know what you, that that's, that's a law almost, I guess, but I wanted to believe he could do it, but yeah, no, he just, he screwed up, man. And he took uh, one of the fastest cars out of there uh, today, yeah. which sucked. Um, I'm trying to look at I some other. Say, I will say one more thing on Blaney before you move to the next guys. I wouldn't be surprised if we see his terrible luck. Like he's having the, he's experiencing that, that terrible variance that sometimes me and you experience in DFS where it's just like everything goes wrong. I wouldn't be surprised though if he can have his positive luck, right? The good stuff starts happening around playoff time. I mean, that would make it all yeah. worth it, right? I mean, it would. And I mean, that's just, that's just holding on to hope. The same thing we've done with Kyle Bush and how far has that really gotten us? You know what I mean? <laughs> so you got to, at some point. Well, just, and, that's different. I'm going to disagree with you there. That's different. Kyle You're Bush not going to hear me say this a lot, though, Drew. Like, because like I'm starting to sound more like you. It's just like you just go, go with, go with, go with the, the the plan. Go with what's happening and what's working. Yeah, but Blaney's been so fast. It's my thing. Like Kyle Busch has shown that he's been a poor performer. His car has not been fast. He hasn't been making you know necessarily you know the, the right moves as a driver. We can't say that about Blaney. The only thing to say about Blaney is that he's had bad luck and that. He seems to not be clutch, I guess. But really, the, the not clutch part, is that really his fault if he's getting wrecked out? I mean. Today, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, it's, 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 a, it's a collection. Between Bush and Blaney, would you not it's, agree? It's, like, it's the pit crew, too. I mean, you got to factor that in. You got to factor in pit crew. You got to factor yeah. in, uh, you know, cautions. There's just there's so much, and that's why NASCAR is the biggest sweat out there. But you had a great tweet. What was it about? Like, you know, it's 2020 when somebody who wasn't passing Kyle Busch, like in green flag speed. Like Matt Benedetto. Yeah, like we haven't seen that with Blaney is what I'm saying. Like we've seen that. We've seen Kyle Busch just straight up look awful. Oh, yeah. And and plus, Blaney's won a race. I mean, it was – granted, it was super speedway, but he sure. won. I kind of forgot about that. 
Yeah, he won a race. So, I mean, we know he can win. And that was – and that honestly was the – that was the one race that would, didn't go anywhere near planned. Yeah. Um, as, a, as like a normal race would, just the way that they've set up the, the whole new super speedway mm-hmm. deal since Ryan Newman. When are we going to see Elliot get back to his form? Like, we haven't seen him win a, win a race in a while now. I think that we have seen a lot out of Elliot. Not good, though. Um, he finished what ninth today. This yeah. is what uh, this is what I've I've come to the conclusion of. I'm he's Bill's boy. He's Bill's boy. He's just Bill's boy. Give him more credit than that. There's there's nothing. I, look, short tracks, yeah. Um, like Charlotte stuff like that. Like yeah, like like he he wanted Charlotte. I get it. You know, he's, he's, he's top, got, top five driver this season. He, he's top five, yeah, for sure. But it's just like. I was on Twitter earlier today and you know, everybody's bitching pretty much about the package and whatnot. It's like, I'm over here just like betting money. I'm like, I really don't, you know, like it, it, it could be cooler to see better. I guess the, the racing, you know, the higher horsepower and uh, low downforce, but that's not what we have right now. So stop bitching about it and stop filling the timeline up with stupid shit and just be happy that Harvick and Hamlet are dominating um, and just learn that and, make money off of it but i'm cool with when you're critical of something and you make good points but then you let it go and you and you talk about something else but when you're just shoving it down people's throat constantly is when i yeah it gets old like i get it like trust me i don't mind high horsepower uh low down force i'd love to see that come back but that's not what we have right now so shut the fuck up like chase elliott um he's making he's just i think it's coming down to decisions we saw it at Charlotte. We saw it uh, on on Saturday. He had every opportunity in the world to win that race on Saturday. He was right there in position, and then just today, they just it didn't have the speed. And that I think that's a, saying saying a lot for these Chevrolets. These yeah. Chevys just don't have the speed, man. Um, whenever you, I mean, I'm looking at this right now. Austin Dillon was the first Chevy in the top ten in eighth. Shout out to AD by the way in the winning lineup. Um, I had some AD on FanDuel, the one, the one tourney I did bag over on FanDuel. Um, I had some Austin Dillon in there. But, um, yeah, dude, like the, the Chevys just – I don't know. They, they're, not, they're not doing that hot. And Chase is – Chase is a good driver, but it's uh, – he, he's got he's to be smarter. He's got to get some of that, uh, that knowledge that, you know, you see out of some of these guys up here that have the better equipment. I guess, and it's it's so hard to say that Hendrick doesn't have the best equipment because you want to say that all the time. Yeah, uh, man, I don't know where where I stand on how much of it's Chase's fault versus just equipment and. No, no, it's it's equipment. It's equipment for well, sure. And, he's, and a lot of the decision making really is he either has to push back himself or, I mean, that kind of falls on his team, right? I mean, the guy that's calling the shots and says like, "Come to get four tires or two laps left." That's. Gustafsson is uh, – he's not a bad crew chief, but I will say this. They, they play it safe too much, and yeah. that's why – and we had this conversation when uh, Randy, the plumber, was on our show. You know, if, if you want to win races, you can't play it safe. He should have took that low lane um, on Saturday's race, and even though, yeah, you, you may fall into third or whatever, you're going to have a shot to get up in there and get on that high lane because you've got to be in that high lane in Michigan. We saw that a lot. We saw that with Hamlin today too, and and that, what a battle, by the way. Dude, man, if that would if that race would win another five, I mean, 
Harvick had times where he was pulling away from him, but I felt he like got he out was, of the gas. Yeah, he got out of the gas. I thought that was it. I, dude, you have no idea. I didn't bet any Harvick. Normally, I'll go live bet to save my ass. I didn't do that today. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna ride the wave. I'm either gonna lose it all or I'm gonna win, and it's gonna be the most glorious win ever. It didn't happen, but dude, just that last, those last four laps. When Hamlin, when he got out of that gas, I was like, here it is. He's going. I'm telling you, dude, like almost shit my pants. It was like, like I wanted it so bad. Both are driving so well right now. It's fun to watch. I know people are tired of it, but dude, Kevin Harvick just keeps I'm aging. not tired of it. He's aging the fine line, man. He gets better and better. I mean, he was as close as Ham- Hamlin's car seemed to, to finally be a little bit better than his. And Harvick had the best car all day, but the last longer run, um, I think Hamlin had the better car, but he went the how hard fuck out of that getting. car, though. Dude, dude, Harvick was so good about getting out of his draft, though. Like, getting, just moving around a little bit. Oh, yeah, dude. When it, when it comes to finesse and technique, dude, Harvick's yeah. the king. Yeah, it was awesome to watch. It, it kind of saved the race from a fan uh, perspective because most of the, the race was kind of boring. So Yeah, I mean, I like I said, I enjoy every race every week. I don't know if I do too. what, what I that do too. does, if that makes me uh, – I'm not Goodbye. saying you don't. But, like, it's just – yeah, I, I can sit there and watch them go round and round, and I don't get tired of it. Yeah, you're like – I mean, you're, you're a NASCAR diehard, like, in terms of no matter what the product is, you're going to support it and say it's awesome. you got to have a lot of patience to watch NASCAR races, too, is what I've found. And a lot of these uh, – this younger generation that we have now, and I feel like an old man for saying that, but younger than 25 that are all on NASCAR Twitter and stuff that are complaining all the time, it's just like, get some fucking patience. I don't know. Um <laughs> But, Are people just tired of the Harvick Hamlin thing? Is that what they're I think about? that's what it is. Get over it. They're dominating. They're the best right now. They're the best at what they do. And I think that that I think this year, <clears throat> excuse me, that says so much about them as drivers and their teams. Obviously, they're giving them the best that they can. But like Denny, obviously, I, I'm not going to say that JGR. I don't. I don't think that his car is better than Harvick's car. Hamlin just knows. Hamlin's shown that he knows what the hell he needs to do to get the most out of it. I mean, Truex looked good today, too, but Truex, I don't know, like so, something's off there with, with Martin this season. Yeah, I think he's the example of the guy that really isn't being talked about much. And, you know, he's not having some fantastic year, but something in my mind, and maybe I'm just, maybe I'm making this up in my head. I'll let you confirm if that's true, if you think I'm right on to something, but something tells me he's driving incredible this season and that for the most part he's at a disadvantage compared to most of these cars and he's having to overcompensate with his driving I just feel like he is I don't think I've watched more than one race this year where I've said man Truex is the best car on the track yeah he gets a lot of bad luck his uh his pit crew they they drop the ball on him a lot so he has a lot of that kind of stuff going down um you know if if you I mean this goes for anybody you know I think you put Truex in you put your ex in Hamlin's car. Um, I think that you're you're looking at a lot closer races. Um, I I think that he probably would have won. Nah, I'm not gonna say that Hamlin Hamlin did the damn thing. I don't know. Hamlin's really good, man. Um, I don't want to discredit Denny at all this season. I don't know, dude. Truex is uh, he's good in his own right, but I think that it's more of his pit crew. Yeah, it's his crew, and I just don't think he ever. You know, I mean, me and you text and we say so-and-so seems like they have the best car today. We never say that about Truex, which means the fact that he's pulling off these top five finishes sometimes is pretty amazing. That Yeah. I, I just never text you and say, man, like Truex is just – except for one – and there was one race I think he dominated like, the whole time. 
Can't yeah, remember. Martinsville. Yeah, he like dominated what, like 100 laps or something. Yeah, I mean he's dude, he's an obvious play at Martinsville, no matter where he's at. Um, going into some of that though, like talking about these drivers aren't being talked about a lot. Um, Joey was a hot play for me on Saturday. Completely went to crap. He did finish fifth today, which was cool to see. So obviously they figured something out. Still didn't um, pay off the salary. Still sure. did not pay off that salary. No. Um, Eric Amarola came damn close to it. Yeah, he would have pulled that off. He was, Let's talk about that. Yeah, I mean, I, I I think I played between DraftKings and FanDuel like 150 lineups, maybe maybe even closer to 200, and I don't think I played Eric on one lineup. So I had this weird feeling last night. I was like, you know what? I was like, Eric starting fifth. I was like, I'm gonna play him and I'm gonna mix and match him with some with some lineups. See what I can do. Unfortunately, most of those when you're wanting to get these other guys that you know that are probably gonna do really well, you're limited as to who you're gonna be able to fill those spots with uh, at the bottom. And that's kind of the problem that I ran into today. Um, so. I played Eric and I tweeted at him and I was like, for, for six minutes, you made me the happiest man in the world today. Cause I literally watched like my lineups shoot up. And like, I was like, this is great. Like Eric Amarola. Cause we talked about this pre-race and you're just like, I don't know, man, if you want to, if you want to get, get, you know, get uh get risky with it, go for it. I'm like, I think I am. I think I'm going to try it. And I did. And uh, dude, him being, being dropped to the rear, and then working his way back up to one position behind where he was supposed to start. That says a lot, man. That says a lot about him for somebody that we've never talked about before. Well, what's funny that you say that um, he actually was one of the guys that were starting in the top 10 that I was going to play in a few lineups. And then when he got moved to the rear, I was like, dude, it's just, he's not playable anymore for me. So I was with you. I thought, honestly, man, can you imagine if he would have kept his original spot? I could have seen him being up there with Boyer for that early stage of that race and trying Absolutely. to get Absolutely. He gets those lap. If he can get 10 points from, from fastest laps and laps led, then you're probably looking for winning lineup. Yeah. You got an SHR car up there in the, uh, close to, to the, to the front. Like, yeah, I'm playing that car. Especially with playing the car. Today, you know, yeah. Brand, it was all like what I mean, Kurt Busch was up there. Uh, Chris Busher, but he had to move to the back. And, dude, the lineup this today's lineup's a perfect example of, Today's DFS slate, if you're kind of new to it, playing the best plays today was so important. Like mm-hmm. If you just played the best plays and you didn't worry about getting cute, um, you probably made a lot of money. Like, yeah. And we had – shout out to Adam Teal, by the way, a loyal yeah. garage fan and Rotoballer subscriber. Um, he, he's crushing it. Back to back. Yeah, he's crushing it. Back to back. Two days, bro. I shared him – I shared with him a conversation. I shared him my lineup and – Told him appreciate him sending us a shout out. So I told him we, we appreciate the the shout outs, you know, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I gave him a shout out in the uh, the YouTube video for yeah. winning for Saturday, and then he went and did it again. So super proud. Always love to see that. And you guys that that listen to this podcast and uh, follow our stuff over on Roto Baller. You guys know you're always welcome to hit us up in the DMs. We're happy to share and discuss anything with you guys. We're not going to sit here and uh and ignore you and just be like these are just people that follow us. Yeah. Thanks, pal. Like, no, we we real we real we real motherfuckers. We're real human beings. Um, uh, Austin Dillon, he had the Texas car. I didn't realize that until towards the end of the race. They they literally pulled the Texas car out. That was his backup. So, I uh, I I debated whether to play like Austin or um, 
Michael McDowell ended up going more Mike Mack, unfortunately, but I did play Austin in a few and I, I was nervous about Austin. Cause I was like, I was like, man, Austin's going to wreck. I was like, if like, he was just like one of those guys that just come out of nowhere and just like get hit. I know, I know, I know, but that's the, that, that's the, the, the little garage, the little part of, of chase the garage guy chase inside of me, the, the crazy guy that, that went back to back wins on multipliers for no fucking reason. And playing JJ Ewey, yeah. like when he first started playing NASCAR DFS, boy, how times have changed. <laughs> yeah, I mean, dude, I, don't, I mean, Mike Max, so, uh, I think I had him in 25, 30%. Yeah, he just didn't, he didn't talk. I, I was, I had Dylan Anston House in 55%, 60% of my lineup, so I went over weight on those guys. Yeah. Um, did good. He finally did well for us, too. Yeah, I had a good feeling about Ricky. I was like, there's no way Ricky's going to be going to fuck it up. Like, he's learned from it. He's going to keep rolling. Um, but Austin Dillon was the biggest mover from the from the back of the pack. Shout out Ryan Newman. Love that guy. Literally, every race where he starts past, like, the 20th position, it's he's, he's top 15 guaranteed. That's how it's been for him in Michigan. Um, and then Ryan Priest was, like, as far as the, the cheap boys, he was the victorious one finish 16th so maybe some the things are tough man today what's that the chief range was tough today because a lot was. of them started from in the, the 20s yeah yeah dude and they priced them very well um uh one more oh, probably one more thing i, I do want to say and i think this is something that's important to bring up christopher bell is being priced so high eric jones has left jgr it's pretty much all but confirmed that Christopher Bell's going to JGR. Um, what the fuck is wrong with them? This dude is not does not deserve that car. He does not deserve that car. I thought me and you had this talk already. You were we saying, did. We you're did. Now, you're now on my my side of this thing. I don't think I was ever. I, I think I was telling you like they want the flashy, you know, rookie. That, that's the way they're looking at it. Mm. But like, dude, that he's not ready for this car. That's not what I remember, man. I thought you were pro Christopher. I was like, do you think really Christopher Bell's going to do better than that car than Eric Jones? And you were like, yeah. I don't remember. All I know is – Eric Jones has, done, has a solid career. And I, I, you know. I don't know. I'm not a big Eric Jones guy, but it's just like Christopher Bell keeps sliding all over the track every damn week. I agree with you now. I think like, Eric Jones is better than Christopher Bell. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think viewing Eric – I'm not a huge Eric Jones fan, but viewing it objectively – Eric Jones should be losing his ride, but the, the point is, he's going to be – Eric Jones is going to be fine. He's going to get a ride. Like he's, yeah, yeah. Don't even worry about it. They came out – I think Bubba – I think they pretty much came out and said Bubba was offered the 42 with Chip Ganassi. Yeah. I mean, most likely your two guys that are going to get – they're going to move um, teams are Bubba and Eric Jones. Yeah. Speaking of Eric Jones um, – he fell to 27th. He had some kind of mechanical issue or a tire went down or something happened. He ended up screwing the pooch. I, I played him a little bit. I thought in 10th he might have a comeback. But, I don't know, after Saturday, the, the momentum kind of died down a little bit for me. But uh, overall, dude. My best lineups that failed towards the end had Eric Jones or Bowman or Cole Custer in it. So, those are the three guys that, like, honestly could have made me even more money. I yeah, you had some of those with Bowman. You had some Bowman, didn't you? I had, I had some Bowman. I did have some Bowman. Uh, I couldn't pass him up starting where he started. I just kept thinking about Auto Club. Mm -hmm. I was like, watch him just come out of nowhere and be like, 
I'm going to put Team Hendry back on the map. Fuck you, Chase. Remember the arguments we were having earlier in the season? Alex Bowman's the guy now. He's coming. Boy, how times have changed in 2020. It's already August, man. I feel like every season this happens with William Byron or Alex Bowman where you think, like, the the tide's turning and you realize, like, now they are who we thought they were. Yeah. I need to start writing down everything I say because I feel like I probably contradict myself a shitload. We need to pay somebody to go back and listen to all the. We didn't we do that last season. We paid somebody to go back and listen to like all of our shit to get our records, our I craziest mean, takes. I, that was amazing. Looking at how many times like some of our bold takes were correct in football. Yeah, I mean there were some embarrassing moments for sure. But if you if you look at some of the, I, know, I, I don't mean, get there, embarrassed. Don't there get was embarrassed. one thing specifically where I was like, so and so is going to get sacked four times in this game, and it happened like on the dot four seconds. Mm-hmm. We had, we had some good ones. You had one crazy on, like, someone scoring a touchdown that, like, I never heard of, and he scored, so. Um, Probably Jonu Smith. No, I know who Jonu is. Before before anyone knew who Jonu was. You probably called the, the James O'Shaughnessy touchdown. Yeah, I did. I did. You know, I called I the O'Shaughnessy. Shout out to James. Yeah. Shout out to James. I don't know. The, the garage guy way is awesome. I, I, lo- I love what we do here. Yeah, um, we record three times a week, too, so it's not like we – I mean, you're going to say stuff you forget. Absolutely, absolutely. But we do it for you, and we love you guys. We appreciate you sitting here. Yeah, so that's what I want to get into. We pretty much covered the race. It was – you know, I, I love the ending of it. Even though I lost money on my bets, it was still a good sweat. We broke back even on DFS. I probably made maybe 20, 30 bucks, man. I'm not, I'm not tripping. You've, had, you've hit a lot of race winners though in your sports bets. Mm-hmm. We've been doing good. We're going to get back on it, too. And I cannot wait to get into uh, – can't wait to get into, what is it, the road course race coming up very soon. Yeah. That's going to be fun. Yeah, I'm ready for the road course. Those are my favorite to watch sometimes. So, I, I enjoy those. My face is gone. So, Drew, I'm going to let you take this away. What Drew's about to do, Chef Boy is about to break down the winning lineup. Look at Look at them numbers. They should be on here somewhere, is it not? It's not, but it doesn't matter. This is your time. It's the Chef Boy Breakdown. Break it down for us, Chef Boy. Let us know how it all transpired and and show us these rankings. And um, let's get into a little bit of this stuff. First of all, I got to shout out The Wire. I did The Wire for both um, cover photos this week. I know how you love me featuring some kind of TV show or or movie that, um, that features money in some house. So The Wire was my show. Have you watched it? Absolutely. I've never watched The Wire. I need to check it out, though. Dude, you would love it. You need to check that out. That needs to go towards the top of your list, for sure. So okay. I'm putting it out. in my list right now. Like, w- w- once once this is live, I'll probably be in a box somewhere. So, I'm just going to – like, I promise if, if you can't – can you see me? I can see you if I hit, like, a certain button, yeah. Okay. But what button do you hit? Do you see um, – Oh, hey, there we go. Yeah. I see me now. I see me and you now. We're here. We're back. I'm, I'm writing down. I'm writing down the wire as we speak. All right. All right. So let let let's get into this. Let's talk about it. I want to yeah, see. This is just um, a sneak peek for us to plug our stuff. Obviously, we know like if you guys like our content, um, the more we get support, and the more people that use our code garage, uh, the more videos we get to do, the more um, you know, Red Baller puts us on their on their website. So we appreciate all the support we can get. Um, this is just showcasing the rankings that I do. Chase usually has the, the free um, article that kind of, I guess, segues into my article. Is that a good way of putting Yeah, it? yeah. So I have the free – I do my free picks. I do, like, uh, 
all of my drivers are good DFS plays. I make sure of that. And then I also will include four guys uh, that, that I like for betting purposes. Um, we've been moving a little bit more into uh, to me choosing a top three and having a wild boy, though. That's kind of where I'm, I'm at now. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, like I tell, and I tell everybody and everybody that listens to this show, every, you guys know. Um, and, and if you don't know, now, you know, as Biggie Smalls once said, you have to go to get the premium subscription to check out Drew's rankings. There's all kinds of tools. You get a Slack chat. My article is great. And I, and we have a lot of people that are, are hitting and winning, you know, and they'll get somebody that'll win off of my article or the YouTube video, but then they will be like the next week or the week after that, you know, you'll start seeing that fade away. If you have premium, it changes the game. So uh, like I said, most of you guys that listen to this know by now use promo code garage at Rotoballer. But um, this week especially, and we, I, we told everybody on Twitter too, that if you don't use Drew's rankings on Sunday, you are just – you're shitting the bet because you've already done this once. You did it at Pocono. You came back. You did it again. And it was all right here in plain fucking English. So let's yeah. show these guys uh, th- th- this lineup and how it was built. Yeah, first rule of thumb, I mean, I think a lot of people talking to some of our guys in the Slack team today, they pick and choose when they use them. And everybody that does this well, whether it's me or someone else that, that, that provides content, um, you never win every week in DFS, especially NASCAR DFS. So you have to stay consistent with your approach and use something more than once. You can't just pick and choose when you use it because if you use it on a week that I didn't do well, you're going to think I'm a bad DFS player, but if you use it this week, you're going to think I'm probably the greatest DFS player. So yeah. um, just looking at this, I mean, Chase, I think me and you can take a, our normal train of thought and how we would have gotten to this lineup is pretty simple. I mean, we looked at Kevin Harvick and Denny Hamlin and said they're currently the best two guys in NASCAR. We just saw Kevin Harvick dominate the race on Saturday. Um, me and you thought that if Denny Hamlin, if anybody's going to take out Harvick, we thought it'd probably be either Hamlin, Truex, or um, Cobblish. So Absolutely. We stacked the number one ranked guy in this tier and the number two ranked guy, uh, Hamlin Harvick. Because we did that, we knew that we spent a lot of money. Um, you know, that's a, it's easy to assume that if you spend up for the two most expensive drivers, you're probably going to have to look for some value. So we, for this lineup, we skipped the entire t- tier two. So there, I know we had several lineups with Chase Elliott or uh, Ryan Blaney, but for this lineup, we skipped over this tier. And you go down to um, tier three here. And you see um, Cole Custer ranked first, okay? I, I know me and you both have a lot of Cole Custer, but if you're entering multiple lineups, let's say you take the number two ranked guy and the number three ranked guy, and you put yeah. those, plug them in. It's Stenhouse. Um, so Stenhouse is in the lineup. And then where's number three? Uh, Ryan Newman. So you talked about him on the video. He's yes. ranked number three. So, so far, everyone in this lineup is ranked in the top three of each tier. And then... The Austin last Dillon, year, we had one. literally number one and number two, John Hunter Nemechek starting 36, which was probably the safest play on the board. I didn't think he had the most upside, um, but he he paid off because of his cheap price tag. And then Austin Dillon, obviously starting 31st, was a, a pretty good option. Um, but literally, if you just came in here and said, I'm going to build 20 lineups, and I'm only going to use the guys ranked in Drew's tiers from first to fifth, you probably had a good chance at this lineup. 
Absolutely. Yeah. And see, that's, that's the way you guys got to play them. And I've talked to a couple of people online and I want to take some time now that you've been able to break that down. Hopefully if you guys are listening to this right now, you need to get over to YouTube, check out this video so you can see exactly what we're talking about. But um, if you are here, thanks for being here. We appreciate you and be sure to hit subscribe. Um, a lot of people I see, you know, they're playing NASCAR. We, we, we religiously preach this over and over and over again. You have to play multiple lineups. You have to play multiple lineups. You have to play multiple lineups. I can't tell you how many times I get people hit me up. Oh, well, I only had enough for one single entry and this and that. Okay, that's fine. Take that $12. Stop mm -hmm. trying to shoot for the fucking fence and hit the home run and be Babe Ruth and go to the 10 cent, 25 cent, 50 cent uh, tournaments yeah. and just lay them out and be patient and build your fucking bankroll. Yeah. Okay. I've had to cut my pride in half and do that. I, I wasn't always like super good at this. Like I just had a lot of luck coming into this thing in the very beginning. And so that's what I want to tell people. And I really, really, really want you guys to listen to this advice. I'm telling you, we could have a freaking army of guys that just slay all the time. If you just follow those steps of this thing, you, you see people winning money. Oh, I wish that could be me. You know, you're not going to hit one out of the park every week but you do it the right way and you're patient with it and you're patient in your approach, you're gonna, you're gonna hit, have those home run hits. Um, play in double ups. If you're, if you don't have a lot of money, play 50 fifties. You can use these rankings for 50 fifties. Easy. I'm pretty sure looking at how this is you use them one through five, you have a good chance of like cashing all of them. Yeah. Most yeah. weeks. Yeah. You just gotta be willing to take the, you know, we've had a few races, maybe Miami where, just the unexpected happens and you kind of chalk it up as a loss. But I think everything you're saying is exactly right. I know specifically there's a tournament I play every week. It's like $1 entry, 20 entry max. And it's like, a, I mean, the prize is pretty, pretty high for a dollar entry. And I put 20 I play it myself. Yeah. So if you're somebody that plays one line, there's so many people, you're, you're exactly right. We come on here and preach it. And I'm sure some people are so tired of us saying it. So I do like just shut up about the multi-entry. I'm going to play how I want to play. Well, good. Well, Keep losing. Keep fucking well, I mean, losing. I, Go find a new show to watch. I thought we, I thought we've said it so much that we could, we should stop. But then I go in the, in the chat today, the Slack chat and like 10 people are playing one entry. I'm like, all right, well, hope yeah. it works out for you. This isn't football. This isn't NFL. And like, even in NFL, you need to be playing multiple lineups. Like, yeah. I, you know, I just, do one lineup. Here's my advice. If you're going to do one lineup, play every single slate and be okay only winning a couple times. Like, mm -hmm. If that's, but you can't, you can't. Just or play like, a 50, 50. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Don't, don't be going to these $33 tournaments and then coming to me. Oh, I played, I played, uh, I played so-and-so today and he wrecked out. Uh, where's your other lineups? Yeah. Who's you putting your other lineups? I don't have any other lineups. Well, you fucked up. I'm going to tell you straight up, you fucked up. <laughs> like, so. you, can't, you can't count on NASCAR. I mean, literally, yeah. it is the highest variant sport in, in sports. So I mean, we're, it, we're all insane. Yeah, people here. don't want to understand. They, they don't want to hear it. But, you know, I just wanted to showcase the, the, the rankings. And then I come in here and I, I love it, man. I mean, dude, it was, it was, you, you made a Picasso. Yeah. One week, we make a $15,000 YouTube video. Now you paint a Picasso for people. And then... They don't, uh, they don't use it. I don't know. 
Yeah. Wild. I love it though, man. And again, you guys. We should be more appreciative of that. I mean, what we're, our, I, we know our subscriber base over there has probably grown by 10x since last year. Yeah, season. big time. Big you time. Big, sign up. What I've learned, dude, is that, you know, you got two alive people, like two guys. And we, and I'm not saying it's everybody because we have a lot of great people in the Roto Baller uh, subscription that hit me up in the DMs. I know they hit you up in DMs. They'll hit us up all the time, ask me questions. Love the shit out of you guys. Please keep doing that. There's a reason the DMs are open. But I think the problem is, is you get so many people coming in. They don't want to talk to us. They just want this machine to build this lineup for them. And I'm not, nothing against optimizers, but you literally have two, breathing life forms that live for this shit that you can be talking to and helping you become a better DFS player, especially in NASCAR. I know drew me personally, like, you know, I dabble in NFL and I'll play some shit here and there, but in NASCAR is the majority of what I play. So I'm good with that and hit me up. And if I don't know something, I'm going to tell you, go ask Drew. Drew's been doing this for a lot longer than I have. So I'm saying you have two alive people. Don't just rely on this one fucking software to tell you what to do and play this one lineup. Like, trust us. I, I didn't. I didn't quit my day job to do this podcast for nothing. So, you know, I love the shit out of this. I love you guys, and we want to help y'all. We want to help y'all win. I want to see. You. I get more excited when you win, and I and I, you too, Drew. I get excited when you win. But the, the listeners and the viewers, I get more excited when you win. Then when I win, that's a guarantee. That's where my heart's at. For sure. I love getting screenshots. We had a few today. Um, yeah. But it, it, it's a different type of satisfaction when I know someone's using our stuff than when I'm just like winning. Uh, yeah. You know, and to all the people that think that I'm just like only using an optimizer and cranking out all these lineups, that one we just did was a hand-built lineup that I entered in four different tournaments. That's what I love about me and you. Do we – people don't realize this, and, and you can believe this or not – this shit come from the dome. That's, that's a guarantee. Like, like we, I, I don't, I rarely ever use an optimizer. I do love the tools. I, I use all of them. I use yeah, the tool, the data, especially the research station. Shout out to the research station. Big yeah, I use it all. I just, I think <coughs> balance and depends on what you're doing. You know, if you're building 20 lineups, which is kind of your chase, you're a 20 lineup guy. And I think 20 is a good amount to play. Like if, if I wasn't doing as many as I would, I'd be at 20. That just seems like a good number to not, have too much risk um if you're doing 20 you probably should be hand building in my opinion that's and see that's me is like for me personally and this is how it goes and like this is nothing against anybody that does more i know you play way more than i do as far as lineups goes i love the art of hand building a lineup i love the time i love sitting there and just picking it myself there's nothing better than that there are people that get way heavier in it. They get the optimizers. They play in 150 like you. Look, to each their own, and that's what I say on this, do not feel intimidated if, by anybody that does that. If you like to, to, to build your 10 lineups, that's fine too. Just follow the rankings and use promo code garage guys <laughs> or just promo code garage. Yeah. You can build – you can do 10 lineups. I mean, I'm not going to sit – but don't just do one lineup and then get yeah. mad when your guy wrecks out. There are certain slates, man, where I'll, you know, I'm entering 20 and there are certain slates where I'm entering 150. It just depends on how it's priced. And I'm, I've always hand built at least 20. That's my rule. Um, Same. And I also, I decide how much I rely on an optimizer when it depends on how DraftKings does with the pricing. If you know they're like the, the pricing soft and you can kind of build lineups however you want, you know the optimizer is going to build lineups you'll hand build. 
But yeah. when, when DraftKings does, you know, tough pricing and makes it real hard, that's when I think the true value in handling is. Like if you if it's a struggle to make a good lineup and you're over there, uh, Chase, if you're grinding out like a lineup, I trust that way more than an optimizer. Absolutely, all the time. So, again, you saw the rankings. You know where to get them at. Rotoballer.com, promo code GARAGE. My article's free over there. You can read every every week, and I normally have a link to Chef Boy's articles, and there's, you know, a lot a lot of other good stuff over there. So be sure to be checking that out. Um, I love – this was a uh, this is a great talk about fantasy NASCAR. We haven't had a good talk like this in a while, but that's what winning does, man. It brings out the, uh, brings out the formulas and the, and the talks about it. So it's awesome to discuss. So and you guys always, again, hit us up. At Garage Guy Chase, Chef Boyardine. Before we uh, roll out, though, getting away from NASCAR, I think there is something that we have, uh, we have to discuss because we're getting ready to unveil something new at Garage Guys Fantasy Sports, and, and I hope we get to unveil it. <laughs> but uh, let's talk a little bit about college football, man. What's uh, You might know a little bit more about me. What's going on with this right now? There's so much talk out there that it may or may not happen. Yeah, so, I mean, I'm hoping it's it's not a done deal and that it's more rumor-based, but I've heard it's pretty much inevitable that all the major conferences are going to be announcing that the, fall, that the season's canceled. I'm still holding out hope that maybe at least a, a few conferences will try to keep the season alive. And, and personally, you know, we're not afraid to speak our minds here, uh, Chase. So I, I think there should be a season. I don't think, you know, I think the players should have an, an option to, to, not, to opt out and not lose their scholarship and get to focus on academics. I think that's great. But I think if you, you know, sign up that you want to play, um, every player is different. Every player has different payment situations. Um, I think if you want to play, you should, you should be playing. Right now we're headed towards, honestly, it's a complete breakdown of NCAA leadership. And I think NFL has done better. Adam Silver, NBA has done great. But NCAA is looking like it's – there's going to be a domino effect. So some of the conferences are already pretty much canceled. Um, and as more people cancel, that puts more pressure on other conference leaders to also cancel. So that's where we're at. And I think we'll know more tomorrow when you're – you know, obviously today for you, if you're listening to this. Yeah. Pressure culture or cancel culture? That's the question. Um, I, uh, I know PAC 12 pretty much. I saw a tweet about a week ago where they opted out yep. and um, in a year that we were getting really excited about uh, kicking some stuff up, you know, we're kind of in limbo now, but just as a fan in general, like, you know, me personally, I'm more of an NFL guy. I was super excited to hear about how the SEC was doing football this season. And, uh, and you know, I'm sure the ACC would probably follow suit and other conferences. When the Pac-12 dropped, I know that UConn dropped. I saw that on the news. Um, I, would, I would say this. If the NCAA drops the hammer and is like, none of you can do anything, you know, it is what it is. We got to do what we have to do. And it sucks, but great year for the NFL. NFL – uh, I, I would love to see, like, all the people that boycott the NFL, like, you know, what are you going to do now? You're going to have to get your football from somewhere. <laughs> so, uh, it's going to be fun. But uh, I think that out of all the conferences, the SEC probably has the most tenacity. And they would come out and be like, this is the South, and this is the lifeblood of, of what the South is. And <laughs> we love our football. And so we're going to play football. And if, and honestly, out of all of college football, I could really give a shit less if any team played other than the SEC conference. So, I mean, I know you as a last few years, 
I mean, if you look at who's always in the playoff, it's usually featuring SEC teams. Yeah. I mean, I would be cool if just the SEC played and then the SEC championship was like the national championship. I'd be cool with that. It could happen. I mean, that's not out of the realm of possibilities, I think. The only but, thing is, so if every conference cancels in the SEC, you know, they're having a roundtable meeting, all the bright odds, right? And they have pressure. Yeah. You know, the politics of the game. The politics of the game's going to set in. Have you seen the players I was speaking out? I mean, you know. Oh yeah, Trevor. Uh, what, what's what's the dude? Long hair. See, I, I promise you guys, I don't know a whole lot. Oh, man. Trevor Lawrence. Man. Trevor Justin Lawrence. Yeah, Sunshine. He came out today. We hashtag we want to play. They all want to play. Everybody in America wants football. Yeah. Like stop, bro. Like Trevor Lawrence had some good points though. Did you? I mean, his his message was, and I know some people are going to be like, "Well, you're not you're not considering people are dying." Trevor Lawrence's point was, you take people in general, especially people that are young in college and feel invincible, especially like athletes too. Uh, but really in general, everyone, I mean, you, you take these people and you give them a reason why they have to follow their protocol and that's to play football. Like you make them, you tell them the rules and they're super cautious. Whereas if you don't have football, you're going to go tell these people to go sit in the dorm room or go sit in the house and they're going to be great for a while. Then they're going to get bored and go do something and not social distance and not wear masks. It's almost like by the, by being in a situation where you have to be cautious, it forces – because most of these guys – Your mind stays on yeah, it. Exactly. Because football's for the most part, most of these guys didn't go to high school for academics. They're going for football. I mean, they're, they're, they're the best football players in their high school, and they went to play college. Yeah, dude, I – Look, man, I know everybody's getting – people get pissed. They don't, they don't want to take jokes about it. Like, did you see Kyle Bush? He made it kind of Rona truck. I think I tagged you. I was like, I'm officially a Kyle Bush fan. He's literally got a sponsor that. called Rona on a truck for a race coming up. Okay, I remember the tweet you tagged. Found it hilarious. I didn't, that was about the, I didn't notice that was about Rona. It wasn't anything about – it's a company called Rona, but he got them uh, to sponsor the truck. It's just uh, Rona. I was, like, I was like, I see what you did there, Kyle. Um, but uh, – you know, dude, I'm going to put it to you this way. In, a, in, our, in our society, people sign waivers all the time for shit. You know, I, go, I went to the trampoline park with my little boy. I had to sign a waiver before I could go jump on that trampoline, and I fucked my shoulder up. Mm-hmm. It's better now. We're good. We're back swinging. I'm not a cripple no more. Stability. Yep, stability. I can hold it. It doesn't shake anymore. We're good. Um, you know, I had to sign that waiver, and I went and jumped. Sign a waiver. Yeah. Go to quarantine. Follow the bubble. I don't need Are we too simple-minded for not for thinking it's that simple? Because I think it's that simple, too. I'm like, sign I think waiver. that we just don't care to be in the conversation and trying to uh, constantly have a voice on the situation. Yeah. Like most people do. Because that's what I see so much of like um and look you know if if that's your thing you want to call people out for just trying to love sports and want sports i mean look look humanity is definitely important we get that but humans love sports and i'm one of them and so i don't know like and what are we going to do, not play college sports until a vaccine? Is that the are we just going to stop everything? Like, I mean, we already have stopped everything. Like, they, there are already professional teams that are figuring it out. You can do it at the college campus, too. Yeah, you nobody know? wants to be that one. You're going to have college. You're going to have class. Like, some colleges, they're going to school wearing a mask. 
put on a mask and play football. Yeah, that's tough. But yeah, I'm exactly. with you. Nobody wants to be the, the university president, the one president that has the person that dies. And, you know, I get that. Cause that I would be hate awful. that too, man. That would be awful. But I, I just don't think so many programs and so many um, other athletic programs are carried by football. Like, they're funded because of football. Like at Southern Miss, there are certain programs that are carried by football. You take away football, there's no more women's volleyball. It's just – it's – there's a lot more to it than just black and white. Like, do you care about life and death? Okay, obviously, like, we care about life. Yeah, but you, yeah. Got, you also got a bunch of idiots out here rolling around that don't wear masks, and yeah. nobody's really saying anything to them except for shaming people on Twitter for not doing it, I guess. But it's like, I, I don't know, man. Like, I'm at a point with it now where there are going to be um, sports and organizations that figure out a way to do things. And you see golf, NASCAR was the first one to get it rocking, UFC. Um, and, and I don't know if you noticed this or not, the Bristol race, no clusters of coronavirus. Yeah, after that. Strange, very strange. Yeah. Um, but, dude, I don't know. Like, it's just – I've seen so much stuff on Twitter these past few weeks, and we've had a lot of stuff that we've endured this this year a lot of the culture and people getting canceled and there's been people that have been canceled for very just reasons i will say and i, I fully support it i fully support a lot of things that have happened this year and and standing up for what's right but this is one of those things where it's not going away anytime soon um and it's just you people die every day even before <laughs> Yeah, dude. I, I don't mean, want to sound super insensitive, but people die and people live. And I don't think that a bunch of 19, 20 year old kids are at this point in the game because it seems like the virus has like gotten to the point where you just lose your taste or your smell, or you're just kind of like have the flu and you're knocked out for five days. Yeah, a lot of muscle aches too. Reporting. Yeah, everyone I've heard of that has had the virus. That's what they went through. They either didn't get any type of physical pain, just lost taste and smell. And then the other ones were like, I've been in a bed for five days, but I'm getting yeah. up now and I feel better. Yeah. I mean, I've had family and friends had it at this point, and I'm still saying that we should probably have football. But I mean, you're to your point about their age. It's the last thing I'll say. I know this is probably going longer than we expected as usual, but. Oh, yeah. That's all we do. Dude, I mean, I, I thought about it as it relates to me. I said, I said, all right, I'm older than a lot of these. We're in that next age bracket, right? Or the one above, a little bit more mature, hopefully, um, sometimes. Um, but I know for me, how long has it been? Six months, Corona? Uh, March. March. Yeah. Get so, around there. About half a year. So probably out of those five months, four, four of the months – I would say I've been personally better than 99% of the population on social distancing and doing my part. Yep. But there's been four weekends where I've just needed a break and I've probably been irresponsible. And I just went out and I was like, look, I've minimized how much I do this. I don't do it often, but I need a break. And I've had great, you know, just went out and did some, some things with friends. Not a, not crazy. I'm not going to a house party with 200 people that, um, you know, I've been with, a group larger than just me and my wife. So 
Yeah. I'm thinking if I do that, right, for four weekends, then surely these athletes that are told they can't play football are going to be – they're going to start out with good intentions, but then they're going yeah. to go out. They're going to go out and do stuff, man. They're going to go. You're not going to stop this. Like yeah. it's it's yeah. either you do your part and follow the instructions, or you're just like to hell with this, mm-hmm. and I don't care. I'm going to mm-hmm. think about myself. I wear a bandana everywhere I go. Me personally, I sanitize. I wash my hands. I do all that good jig. I keep my six feet distance. I'm good. Other people, probably not so much, but you're not going to stop it either way because that is a character deal. That's a moral character issue. So I laugh. I laugh though. And I think you, you find knowing, knowing what you know about me, you probably can hundred percent see this, that 99% of the time I'm better than 99%, but that 1%, I'm probably in the bottom 1%. I'm just like out slum dogging, (laughs) just literally, you know, no fear in the world, man. I got, I literally, no yeah, too many people have fear, man. That's why I, that's why I love to wear that shirt, that Michael Jordan shirt. I got, it's my favorite shirt. Fear is an illusion. Yeah. Oh, it's one of my favorite quotes. Wake the fuck up. This has <laughs> been garage guys. I think that's about all the time we got, man. We got, we got to roll, but guys, uh, we, uh, always can find us on Twitter again at garage guy chase chef Boyardine. This was a great talk. I'm glad we had it. And um, hopefully we'll know some more stuff. We've got a big week ahead. Got a uh, going to have a fun episode coming up on Friday. So you guys stay tuned for all the goods. And uh, don't forget to hit that hotline, 929-430-GGFS. And uh, as always, sports, party, repeat. It's the garage guys. 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 It's 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 the garage guys. It's it's the garage guys.